Greetings, brothers and sisters in Christ, and welcome to the Innocence Redeemed podcast. I'm your host, Ray Bergman, and I wanted to do a quick follow-up today as it pertained to uh, what I was talking about last night. And, you know, I realized that hearing about Bill S-686 is not the most comforting news. I realized that, you know, a lot of you are looking for messages of encouragement right now. And I felt it good to follow up this morning with some promises of peace and, uh, you know, promises of love and faith, because I feel that in what's going forward, we're going to have to adjust to a new way of living. And, you know, there's just no bones about it. That's just, it is what it is. It's, this is the time we're in. So we're going to start with promises of faith. Hebrews 11.1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So, you know, there are many people right now who are getting laid off. They're without answers. They don't have jobs. They don't know what's coming in the future. Um, they don't know how they're going to be provided for. They don't know um, how they're going to you know, make ends meet. And they don't know at times where the Lord is. You know, they may not know where the Lord is. You know, when I went into a wilderness, when I lost my job that I had had for 11 years and came out of the insurance industry, I didn't know how I was going to get through. I didn't know how I was going to make it. And any time in the past, and this is what I want people to remember and what's coming, focus on the Lord and not so much these things. I put them out there for you guys, yes, but that's for those who are latecomers who may not understand at first what's going on, and they're looking for answers. And at some point, I feel they're going to be led to hear the podcast for as long as it's here. Um, I don't know how long Christian content will remain online, because we know that one of the things they're going to do is outlaw the word, like I said last night, and I've said before. And, you know, we can see that the pump is being primed for that. You know, I was looking at some articles further and saw that now that, you know, Congress and Senate members are standing up and saying, because of the shooting that happened in Tennessee, that Christians are bad people, they're hateful, they're not accepting, they're not inclusive, yada, yada, yada. They're, they're, look, they're painting the way, okay? And so we're going to have to learn to live very differently than we ever have before. And I didn't mean to get off track, but now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, Hebrews 11.1. 1. You know, that means that even though you can't see what the Lord is doing in your life, and you may not have the final outcome, you have to walk by believing him and believing the promises, believing the Lord's word, and you're not going to be reliant on yourself as much in the future. This is what we're all going to have to learn, because up until now, we've always done everything the way we want to do it, and we don't have to worry, you know, how we're going to provide for ourselves. We don't have to worry uh, what's going to happen the next day. But what we're going to have to learn going forward is to keep our attention more on the Lord and less and less and less on everything else. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Romans ten seventeen. So think about that for a moment. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. When you spend time in your Bible, when you're reading, what does it do? Think about it. The promises reassures you. you are reflecting on what the word says so that you are believing it the more and the more you believe it the more you put it into practice you're living in the faith so you are carrying it out and it automatically is in you you know you were saved when you believed but believing the word that just carries it forward faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of god romans 12:3 
And this is key, because there are many out there who think they're stronger than they really are. For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. So, you know, in other words, don't grandstand and think that your faith is strong enough if you come to find that it's not. Because in what comes, guys, we're all going to be tested on our faith. That's what I mean by people who say they believe, but when things, when push comes to shove, they tend to come off the rails a little bit. It's like, well, wait a minute, I thought you believed. Don't think you're stronger than you really are. And this is what I meant last night when I said, ask for an increase of faith. If you're struggling with the truth that's coming, because I was texting a sister last night and she, uh, when I was telling her about all the bill uh, stuff with S686, and she said, you know, I'm, I'm just going to pray for more faith. And I said, I think everybody should be praying for more faith right now because we're going to need it. And that's been part of what the refining has been about. Some of you have been in a refining period right now. And it's to increase your faith. It's training for what's coming. It's to strengthen us in the battle. It's, it's strengthening our endurance. And so if you're in a hard situation, don't necessarily look at it like it's the worst thing that could happen. Because God's got a reason to have you there. The same reason if you're alone, he has you sitting there. He has a reason for you to be alone. You know, I was watching some videos on uh, YouTube the other day. And there's a loneliness epidemic where it comes to certain, you know, middle-aged men being by themselves, not having a wife, and they're unhappy, and they think they're worthless, and they think no one loves them, and they think that, you know, there's no future for them. And it's, you know, it, that's not true. God is protecting you. You have to believe him. See, this is what I'm talking about with the faith. You have to believe that he has a purpose for you. There's a reason that this is happening to you. And what he wants you to do is submit to him, not be getting on the dating apps and all that other stuff. Because, you know, soon that's not going to matter. And in what comes, you might be actually better off being by yourself. Because there's going to be a lot of people who turn on each other when things get tough. So moving on. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. So, Jesus is above all. Remember, he's overcome the world. He intercedes for us at the right hand of the Father. Remember when you're in a tough situation, what he endured. Remember the mocking, the persecution. And he never even sinned, and he died a sinner's death. And, you know, a lot of us, you know, we've had it relatively easy and good, if you think about it, you know. We're only just now starting to see uh, how it really is. And many are going to be called to uh, give up a lot in what comes. You know, unfortunately, that's just the truth, but this is what I'm trying to say. Focus on him and remember what he went through. You know, when I've gone through persecution or I've gone through bad times, I stop and sit and get still with the Lord. And I always remember Jesus went through this. Jesus went through this. And I'm not greater than he is. You're not greater than he is. Jesus is king overall. So keep your eyes fixed on him. He despised the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. The world is his footstool. Moving on. And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, If ye have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, ye shall say it unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. 
So in other words, anything is possible if you believe it's possible. But you don't want to waver. And this is going to be key in what comes because say that you're in a situation where, you know, you're a little hungry. If you believe that the Lord will send help, if you can believe and have that trust and faith in him, that he'll provide it, then you're going to have it. If you already believe, then you've received. Moving on. And Jesus answering saith unto them, have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith, that's key to what the promises are, shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. So remember when I have told you before that the word does not return void? That's what I'm talking about. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe ye receive them, and ye shall have them. That's what I was just saying. Believe you've received it. If you already believe, you believe Jesus is your Savior, he's your provider, he's your protection, whatever you're praying, whatever you're quoting, whatever you're saying, believe it. Believe it. Because if you have faith, then you believe his word. And you're just quoting it back. You're praying his word. And that's the purpose of the promises. And that was, by the way, quoting Mark 11, verses 22 through 24. Moving forward, Romans 1.17. For therein is the righteousness of God, revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Remember, not by bread alone, but by faith, every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. 2 Corinthians 5.7. For we walk by faith, not by sight. So, Let's look at an impossible scenario here. And, you know, it might be an extreme one, but say that in the future you go to your refrigerator or you go to your pantry and there's nothing in there and you don't know where you're going to eat. Or you don't know where your next meal's coming from and you're hungry. Do you believe the Lord can send someone to bring you even a can of soup? Can you believe for that? Because it may not be right in front of you when you're desiring it but it could show up in the next hour. You know, there was a time when I was in the wilderness. One of the things that the Lord trained me on was, I, I'll never forget this time I was in my prayer closet. I mean, I was bawling, guys. I was crying because I had no money. I was broke. I mean, I had no job and um, I hardly had any groceries. I, I, was, out of, I was out of stuff to eat. I, I was eating, I mean, guys, I was living on like ramen noodles and hot dogs. I mean, it wasn't the healthiest stuff. Even when I had a little bit of money, that's really all I could afford. And um, it was hard, by the way, having old friends that knew the situation I was in, and not one of them bothered to lift a finger to help me at the time. I think only one came through. But I'll never forget this time that uh, I was praying, and I started crying, and I went to bed. I, I went to bed. I, was, I just was so upset and depressed. I was, so, I was hungry, but at the same time, I didn't even want to eat because I was so tired of eating the same things. And uh, the Lord sent one of my relatives who slipped $60 under my bedroom door. So walk by faith, not by sight. That's what he was showing me. Like, yes, it looks grim. Yes, it looks like there's not going to be anything, but you never know where the provision will come from. And it's important that I lay that out before I do the provision podcast. Moving forward, Hebrews eleven six. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. 
So this is what I was saying when I talked about how the sin has to be purged and how we want to really be abiding in him and walking in his ways as best as we can and keeping our focus on him and not what we want to do. Because we first need to set our hearts and our minds and our sight on the Lord. You know, we, we want to put our faith into practice and start believing him. Not just saying we do, but really believing him. That's where we are. That's where we're going. Because if you want the Lord to reward you, if you want him to provide for you in what comes, you, you don't want to perish because you did what you wanted up until the last minute. And then you're like, oh, oh man, what's, what, what's going on? I don't know what to do. You don't want to be in that situation. And that's what I'm trying to tell you. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. Remember what I said earlier when I quoted Romans 12.3. I said, don't think that your faith is stronger than it really is. If you're lacking it, ask him for it. He won't rebuke you for asking, guys. But be prepared. When you say a dangerous prayer like that, I'm going to tell you one thing I learned also in the wilderness. Be prepared to go through pits and valleys. And even while I've been doing this ministry, I still go through pits and valleys, guys. Because he's strengthening everyone right now, not just me. He's strengthening everybody. He's testing everybody. Now, this is what I was just talking about with the refining. It's interesting. It's the next one. First Peter 1, 7 through 9. That the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold, that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom, having not seen, ye love, in whom, though ye see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. So we're going to go through the trials, we're going to go through the tests, and we have to endure, because in the end we know that we receive our eternal life with him. We have to hang on. This is what I'm saying. This is an all the more reason why we want to be learning how to walk in the faith now and getting, if we're in need or we're lacking in some area, we want to pray on that. And, um, you know, don't be afraid. You know, if, if you're by yourself, there's a lot of people by themselves. If you're alone, you know, don't be afraid to uh, reach out on like a Christian message board or something. You know, just ask, just put a, a request out there. It doesn't mean everyone will say something, but there's people out there who will see that and they'll pray for you. You know, some people don't go to church. So, you know, they, what they get is in their Bible and there's just a lot of people who don't feel they're worthy of church. And sometimes the church it's, leaves a little bit to be desired. You got to remember that the church, the faith, it lives in all of us, guys. It isn't a building. First John 5 verse 4. For whosoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. So with faith, you can overcome anything. You know, there's been times before where I'm going through something. The Lord one time said, is any trial that you endure bigger than me? Well, no, Lord. Then what are you worried about? Moving forward, Matthew 9, verses 28 and 29. And when he was come into the house, the blind men came to him. And Jesus saith unto them, Believe ye that I am able to do this? They said unto him, Yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. So again, do you believe who the Lord is? Do you believe he has the power to heal? Do you believe he is your provider? Do you believe that no matter how grim it looks, He's going to be there. Do you believe that if you get sick, that he'll come through and heal you when there are no drugs, no over-the-counter medications? Do you believe you can do that? And I'm not saying you shouldn't get certain things ready and prepared ahead of time. I'm saying that 
in extreme circumstances that are out of your control, do you believe that he can come through for you? Because if you do, then you already have it. You're healed. You, you know, you already have what you need. In that case, it's just up to you to quote his word and rest in it, his promise. You know, I quoted this in the healing, but you might say something along the lines of, you know, Lord, I know it's not your will that I should perish. I believe I'm healed. Mark 9, 23. Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believe. So, you know, that goes in line with Matthew 17, 20 and Mark eleven twenty two through 24 that I just mentioned a moment ago. All things are possible to he who believes. So, you want to walk and believe that not everything is always what it seems in front of you. Yes, there's horrible things happening right now. The Lord warned us these times were coming. But in him, remember, all things are possible to him that believeth. Here's one more, and this is James 5, verses 14 and 15a. And this is what I was just talking about. Like, if you're alone, put out a request. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church, and let him pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And the Lord, it's not his will that any of his children are perishing or that they're sick or that they're hurting. But we know life happens. We know that we're going to have trials and tribulations. But take faith that he has overcome the world. And he who believes shall not be in lack in anything, in any good thing. So let's do another one. Promises of peace. Isaiah 26.3 Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. So this is what I'm saying. Though the storm may be raging around us, though we see the shelf cloud building on the horizon, eyes on the Lord, guys, eyes on the Lord. And remember, he loves you. And just because you don't see something right away, don't lose hope. Just stay in his peace. Stay focused on him. He'll keep you in perfect peace because you trusteth in he. John 14, 27, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. You know, note he says right there, not as the world gives. Because this is why I tell you not to put your faith in anything in the world, such as a politician or anything or anyone else, because they will always let you down. There's always something that goes wrong. But the Lord, his promises are true, and he always comes through. You know, focus on him and his word, his promises. And that'll alleviate a lot of the anxiety and the concern. Philippians 4, verses 6 through 7. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. There's times I've had anxiety before. And when I pray, especially an extensive prayer session, like I'm talking about one that goes on for a few hours, um, my anxieties lift. Same thing with, with uh, praise. And if you're not in the mood to praise, put music on to help you. But that's why I put out the praise verses that I did, because when you praise, that's also part of it. When you praise and when you pray, that'll alleviate a lot of concern because you'll feel a lift. You want to give the concerns to him that you have, but also quote his promises and praise him. Romans 5.1 Therefore, being justified by faith, 
we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So remember about believing. You already believe. So reflect on the Lord's love. You know, reflect on the Lord's love. And I'm going to get into that in just a moment. Isaiah 26, 12. Lord, thou wilt ordain peace for us, for thou also hast wrought all our works in us. He already knows the choices we're going to make. He already ordains what our future holds. So it's all about that is about trusting him. And if you can trust the Lord, that's the key in what comes. We have to trust him. Promises of love. 1 John 4, verses 7 and 8. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And every one that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. So this is another reason I talked about, remember, in the last podcast, uh, unforgiveness and you know entitlement and pride and coveting. Um, because if you're walking in those sins, what that shows is that's your, that's, that's, you're expecting to receive something and that's just who you are. It's like, there's no love really in you. You know, you're selfish. In other words, you're not, that's not true love. You're only concerned about yourself. Love and mercy. You, if God lives in you, you should be putting those into practice. And if you're putting them in the practice, you know that you're right in his eyes. First John 4, verses 10 through 12. Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us, and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man hath seen God at any times. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. That's what I was just saying. John 15, verses 9 through 10. As the Father hath loved me, so I have loved you. Continue ye in my love. This is what I was also just saying. If you keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. John 14, verse 21. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. You know, it's been a while since I've given a testimony about the Lord's love, but I've experienced that now a number of times. When I've been uncomfortable, when I've been hurting, this is all the more reason, when, especially if you're alone, um, you know, you want to remember to keep showing love and keeping your side of the street clean. It doesn't matter what everybody else does, because honestly, the Lord is all you have. You know, people are fickle. They'll abandon you. Sometimes they're busy. Sometimes you're lonely, sometimes you're hurting, and you just, you know, you want a spiritual hug. And I can't even begin to tell you what it's like, for those who have never felt it, to feel the Lord's love radiate through you. It, it's like time just stops. And it's so beautiful that it just brings you to tears. You know, it's going to be so important to have that kind of peace. And I believe many are going to feel it for the first time And what comes. I have faith in that, definitely, because I've felt it at least now. I don't know, four times that I can remember, at least, if not more. Because there's times I've, you know, I've been laying in bed, and I'll just be laying there, and I'll be up. I'll be thinking about something, and I'll feel the Lord's comfort. It's almost like it's a blanket that just, I don't know, it just covers me. It's, it's, it's hard to explain. You have to experience it to honestly be able to explain it. Well, I always want to make sure that we are 
this is what I said in the last podcast. I did not the one about the bill, but when I said, are we really abiding in him, that we always want to make sure that we are vessels of who he is. We, he want, if he doesn't see ourselves in us, then we have to do a heart check. Because there's a lot of people walking around giving superficial statements like, I love you, but they don't love. And I've seen that myself at times. I've seen that in the world enough times. I've seen it in my own relative. I've seen it in my own family. I've seen people who tell me they love me. It's like I said with my aunt. But then she went and gossiped behind my back. I mean, it's not some cheap cliche you just throw around for whatever reason to get what you want out of somebody or whatever. And then, you know, when push comes to shove, you're not there or you don't have time for that person or you talk about them or whatever else, you know, that's not love, okay? And people tend to get confused, you know, our actions need to speak louder than our words. You know, we show what's in our hearts based on how we act, is what I'm saying. And sometimes an act of love, it can be shown in just simply doing the right thing. You know, if we have a tendency to, you know, be apathetic, or we want people to be there for us, but then we don't want to be there for that person when they're in need or when they need, you know, someone to talk to or, you know, it's a show of mercy, in other words. You know, it's like if you don't know how to show mercy, you know, you would want it done to yourself. So why wouldn't you show that? You know, that's that's essentially what I'm trying to say. And there is, there's a confusion about it. And, you know, if we say that we love... That means really love. You don't just throw it out there and then say, well, I'll pray for you, but I won't help you. You remember earlier what I was saying when I was in the wilderness, how I had like one friend, I think, aside from like a family member that helped me and everybody else I told it was like, well, I hope you get a job soon. No asking, you know, oh, how, you know, how can I help you with anything or, you know, nothing like that. And I didn't even ask them, but it just goes to show you it's like people, they don't even think to ask. Uh, you know, that's not that that's not right. I know that if I saw someone like that, I wouldn't be that way. But, you know, to each their own. The word's clear in what it says. Remember, his promises apply, but you have to walk in them. First John four sixteen and 21. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. And this commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God love his brother also. It speaks for itself. Kind of what I was just saying. Jeremiah 31.3 The Lord hath appeared of old unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness I have drawn thee. Remember, you know, he could have grafted in anyone, but he chose you. If you're listening to this, he chose you. You're here. He wants your attention. He wants your full commitment. He wants to give you that love that I was just talking about. John 16, 27. For the Father himself loveth you, because ye have loved me, and have believed that I cometh out from God. God loves those who love his Son, because his Son paid the ultimate sacrifice for all of us as sinners, because we could not keep the law. And he wants us to be near to him. Remember, focus on him. Everything else is added unto you. His love, protection, everything. 
provision, everything. Walk in his ways. His love will start to radiate through you if you start to change, if you're struggling with that. You know, he will change you. you know, <laughs> interesting. It's it's funny. I'm going to mention something without even looking at the promise ahead of it. And then it, it comes right up. It's the next promise. But God commanded his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So I was just saying, God loved us so much that rather than destroy humanity, rather than destroy, he sent his son to die for us sinners. That's how much God loves us. We need to love him in return. And the number one command of his son was to love one another. Love conquers all. Remember that. Love is the greatest. It is the greatest gift of all. You could do anything else. You can prophesy. You can have any other gift. You can be a giver. Uh, you know, you can help, but if you have no love in your heart, if you're bitter, if you're mean, you know, you really need to check your heart, you know, you, you need to show grace, you know, it's, it's all, it's all related. Um, I think most people know what love is, but there's a few out there who may have been very hurt. And if you're hurt, you want to ask the Lord to heal your heart, you know, say, Lord, I have holes in my heart. I've been hurt. I've been stabbed in the back. You know, I've had my heart ripped out. Uh, you know, Lord, please create in me a new heart because I want to love again. I want to live again and I want to live in you. I want you to live in me so that I may live for you. In Romans 8, this is key because this is tantamount because we always want to remember how much the Lord loves us in whatever we're contending with in the future. Romans 8, 38. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And that last one, nor height, nor depth, that's verse 39. John 13, this is key, and this is going to be the closing verse for today. John 13, verse 34 through 35. A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another, as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. But this shall all men know, that ye are my disciples, if ye love one to another. And that's what I was just saying a few minutes ago, you know. If you are really walking in his ways, show it by your actions that, you know, show it by what's in your heart. You know, help your brethren, pray for your brethren, uh, you know, make a difference in their lives. You know, we're not, it, it, the end of the world is not here just yet. We know we're in the end times, but there's still time. There's still time to do things, you know. Be, be a shining example for those who know you. And this is another thing that we're going to have to remember going into the future. We need to be a good example for unbelievers because there's going to be a lot of people who are going to be looking for hope. You know, a lot of people are going to be tempted to take their lives. We need to continue to walk in the Lord's ways, irregardless of what is coming. And that, that's going to be a challenge, but we have to continue to do it. And I'm just saying that right up front because it's one thing to say something, but when you see it happen, we need to be filling ourselves up with him. And this is why I've been saying all along, start putting these things in practice. I've been trying to do this for the last year, tell you guys, like, this is what we should be doing. These are habits we want to get into now because we're going to need them later. And what you do and what you have been doing is going to matter because what you don't realize is when you do those good deeds, you know, when you give, when you help, when you uh, give advice, when you pray, those, all those, that will not return void. 
everything you're doing, you're planting a seed. You're walking the faith. And so, you know, you want to just continue doing those things as you have been all along. You know, again, be an example of Jesus. Don't draw into yourself, you know, and lock up in fear, you know. Remember to keep your eyes and thoughts focused on the Lord. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And with that, brothers and sisters, that's all I have for you today. Jesus bless you. I thank you for listening. Stay encouraged, guys, because, you know, we, we don't know exactly when these things are going to happen, but we got to keep going on. We got to keep pushing forward. We got a race to run. We can't just give up and lock up in dread and fear and consternation. You know, it's like I said, anytime that I put something out, it's for those who are looking for answers because I want to show them what's in the world happening so that they know that Jesus is the way because there is no other way. There is no other way, guys. And, you know, you don't want to fall for the temptations that are going to be set by Satan in the future. You don't want to fall for those. If you're new to the faith, start putting into practice. Start with the promises. If you don't know where to start, start with the promises. Start with start in the book of John. Learn who Jesus was. Learn about his love. That's a good place to start. And um, if you know if you need comfort, read Psalms. Read the book of Psalms. It's always a good place to go. But that's all I have for you. I'm going to try to get another promise podcast out for y'all soon because I know y'all are looking for more of those and and it seems to have favorable uh, reaction when I put those out. All right, guys, stay strong out there. Jesus bless you. Again, thanks for listening.